Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is FCB Radio, where real talk lives. Visit us online at FCBRadio.com. Folks and welcome. You're listening to the Todd Allen Show. I'm your host, Professor Econ Todd Allen, in studio with Lee the Mark. Lee, how are you, sir? I am well, well, outstanding. So, are you are you better than last week? Because I know that you were a little bit you were mentally exhausted last week. Oh, I'm great now. Okay, well, a lot being, lots going on. I'm back to normal. <laughs> oh well, is that a good thing? Uh, we will find out. <laughs> well, that, that's scary. <laughs> being back to normal. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. So a uh, lot going on in the news. And so let's 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 get right into it. And uh the Philadelphia shootings, do we know what what that was all about at this point? I know that we had six police officers that were that were injured. Well the police were serving a uh a, a warrant for drug related crimes against a guy named Maurice Hill in an area called ironically Nice town. Nice town. That's what it's called. (laughs) You talk about irony. Right. And this career criminal who has beaten charges for kidnapping, attempted murder. I mean, he's like a career criminal. Fired on cops, shot six of them, and they've all survived. He had, had, you know, an assault rifle or an Armalite rifle, a long rifle, whatever you want to call it, and shot a bunch of people. Um, but they survived. One of them was grazed in the head. They're all out of the hospital. He finally surrendered after they tear gassed the place. About eight hour, eight hour standoff. Yeah, but he was shooting at everybody. He even shot at the police chief that showed up, mm-hmm. police police commissioner. Uh, it, it was a harrowing scene. So now they've taken the guy alive, and he will probably get a thousand years in prison. Uh, but but do, do we know about who the guy is or anything? Has he, anything come he, out about that? He's just a career. He's a career criminal. Right. He's a drug dealer. He's the guy's record is extensive. So he didn't pass a background check? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yet he, yeah, he was able to get this yeah. weapon. Yeah, he, he's been, uh, I mean, the guy's record is very extensive. Right. And you wonder why isn't this guy doing serious time if you've, but he's beaten some of these charges as well. So, 
uh, that has a lot to do with it. So we also see that out in uh, Riverside, California, that there was actually uh, what they call a ghost gun. So there was a shooting with uh, with a ghost gun, and the ghost gun is that uh, people basically buy part bits and parts of uh, of weapons and then puts them together, so they don't have the the background checks. So I mean, with with, with all of the the gun violence that's going on, and then you have the politicians who are who are screaming for uh, increasing in laws. This just goes to show that when people want weapons, that they will find a way to get it. Yeah, I mean, people, there's all kind of things that people can get illegally. Like, there's nothing people can't get illegally. So to think that a guy like this, who has an extensive uh, criminal history, uh, it's, it's really, like, amazing. So if you can't keep this guy from getting uh, a weapon like this, then you can forget anybody else. Mm-hmm. But this guy has had all sorts of charges. He's, 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 he's got major issues. But I wonder what else he had in that house in terms of uh, weaponry. He yeah. probably had quite a bit. Well, we also see that here in Northeast Ohio. I mean, they, they arrested a, a young male uh, that had, I think it was 10,000 rounds of ammunition along with uh, assault-type weaponry. Um, I mean, how did this, how did this guy get, get I mean, it's it's... It, it, it's frightening. It, it's frightening. And the, the sad thing from my perspective is this, that the people at risk are, and I know we're going we're gonna to talk about this, the, the, the term law-abiding citizens. The, the people at risk are those who typically follow the law uh, and will, will obey the law uh, for the most part. But these people become the targets of those people who have malintentions. And when someone is firing upon you uh, that has evil intentions for you, you typically call other people who have guns to, to kind of save the day in a sense. So you know, how, do, how do you balance this? Uh, how do you balance this whole, this whole process? And, and I, don't, I, just, I don't know if adding additional legislation is, is the, is the no, way to do it. No, it won't. It, it, see, you, what, what people want, they want something done, even though something was, is rather non-productive. They just want to mistake activity for achievement. And, and, and we give up more freedoms when that happens. I mean, when, when, when people just say, okay, well, I want something done. Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to enact this law, and it's going to negatively impact more people uh, than, than, than who it was designed for. People just want to feel good. So they're yelling at politicians, do something, do something. And then the politicians respond by doing something, which doesn't fix the problem, but it, it appeases people. It makes people feel like, okay, I've done something. It's like it's, Soma. It's like a drug. Huh? It's like Soma, the drug, right? Yeah. So, so it's basically, okay, now I feel good. Puff, yeah. puff, pass. Yeah. And you medicate people by just, we passed the uh, anti-crazy person gun legislation. <laughs> and, oh, we clap and we have a press conference. Does nothing. Yeah. Does nothing. This guy's criminal record, I want to read a little bit of it. Uh, it began in 2001, okay, uh, in the adult system, 2001. When he was 18, he was arrested with a gun that had altered serial number. Hmm. Police records show that he has been arrested, and his name is Maurice Hill, has been arrested about a dozen times since turning 18. And convicted six times on charges that involved illegal possession of guns, drug dealing, and aggravated assault. He has been in, in and out of prison. The longest sentence handed uh, to him came in 2010 when the federal judge gave him a 55-month term. And his record would indicate he does not like to go to prison. In 2008, he was convicted of escaping, fleeing from police, and resisting arrest. Along the way, he beat criminal charges on everything from kidnapping to attempted murder. How did he get out? There's, there's, there, there's more. 
<laughs> Wait, there's more. There's more. There's, there's more. Okay. He'll also spend time in federal prison in 2008. He pleaded guilty to federal firearms violations after he was caught with a Smith & Wesson 357 and later a Taurus PT-45 semi-automatic. Mm. His prior felony conviction should have been should have barred him from owning those weapons. You think U.S. District Judge Paul Diamond sentenced him to four years and seven months in prison? Well, that's assuming that he got he went through channels to, to get this. I mean, it, it, I'm assuming, you know, he, he possibly got these illegally. Well, you know, well, uh, right. As opposed that's, that's to by legal means. It's a, it's a moronic statement. Correct. Do you think this guy went to a gun store and exactly. put his ID on the counter right. and said, can I get a, can I get a 45? Right. I mean, th th these reporters, I swear to you, when you, if you read media and you really read it, you'd go, who wrote this nonsense? Yeah. Should have barred him. Barred him. If you're getting it from Mookie, Mookie don't do background checks. <laughs> right. He just counts the end. Yes. <laughs> right. What you need, dog. Right. Right. This is dumb. Yeah. Like he went to a gun store. Uh, my name was Maurice. Um, here's my background and here's my ID. Right, here's my record. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> so I don't know. I, this, I'm sorry I've said this, and this is not being pessimistic. This is being realistic. This toothpaste is not being put back in the tube. Correct. Period. End of story. Well, when it comes to legislation, the one thing that people forget is that you cannot legislate someone's heart. Right. True. Because, you know, I mean, if, if people have malintentions, I mean, and if they have a, a dark heart, they're going to do those things, which, you know, which, which predicate them, you know, acting upon their dark heart. And it's I, just it's yeah. just unfortunate. And I'll give you a, a historical example with slavery. Slavery in the Constitution. Wait a minute. I, th I thought that that was one of the things that we just don't we don't talk about. I mean, you said there's a list of things that politicians don't talk about. No, no, and, no. And plantation and I, slavery. I, and there you go. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not a politician no more. <laughs> no more. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not running for office. Right. Right. But in, in, in the Constitution, slavery, the importation of slaves was, was banned after the year 1808. So what happened? People still went around and brought slaves in after 1808. Right. Why? Because they figured out a way to do it. So if people want to do something, damn legislation. It's like, <laughs> you know. Right. And, and, and there are so many guns out here. And there are people, and you can watch these videos on YouTube, where people, young black men, unfortunately, are robbing gun stores. They just take a truck, tie a chain to the front door, yank it off, and a bunch of people run in there and steal guns. And mm -hmm. then those guns end up God knows where. Uh, I have someone I know whose brother robbed a train that had weapons on it. They will get weapons. And so bottom line is this culture is what it is. It's violent, and no legislation is going to stop it, period, period, unless you the government buys up all these gun manufacturers and puts them out of business, they'll pop up somewhere else. Right. So that, well, I, the underground economy is yeah. you know, so it's I, huge. Yeah. It's all, it always has been. Yeah. And then think, just think of the government passes a, a ban on certain types of weapons like tomorrow. Well, the price of those weapons goes Thank sky you. high. Thank you. What do you, you think is going to happen? Well, the like, demand for them will go up. Right. Just like when they wanted to get rid of the Confederate flag in, uh, in, in what is South Carolina? Yeah. What happened to the flag? Everybody wanted to buy one. Right. Right. So I, I feel bad saying that because I live here too, but we, we're in a lot of trouble in this culture. Well, I mean, they, they, they create a demand. But, because here's the thing. Let's say that they ban uh, a certain type of automatic weapon, okay? And then it goes underground. Well, what happens to you and I then is that we become soft targets because we don't have access to those weapons to protect ourselves, so someone who wants to do harm to us will go and buy as many of those weapons as possible, as many rounds as possible, and then what are they going to come? What are they going to do? They're going to walk into a Walmart near you, 
right? And they're going to start open fire. And that's the, that's the sad thing. Well, you know, or, or any kind of soft target. I shouldn't just say Walmart. Um, folks, we'll be right back on the other side. Continuous conversation. You're listening to The Todd Allen Show. The Todd Allen Show. What's going on, everyone? It's your man's Aaron Malik here. Feel free to go and stream my new single, Cool, Calm, and Collected, featuring my lovely label mate, Brittany Franklin. Watch as I saddle up in a Tesla when I used to walk everywhere. Look where I ended up. My mind is rich and my legs are super tough. Comfy in my own skin. And I don't stress as much. Dad, I hope you're still looking down seeing me grow up. I'm taking my time and doing it right for once. You can get it on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, and all other major platforms. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Todd Allen Show. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to The Todd Allen Show. Khalid, how can our listeners follow you? Uh, Khalid Namar on all social media platforms. And you can follow us at The Todd Allen Show at The Todd Allen Show on all social media. How about that? You sound like the Cash Me Outside girl. How about that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I'm glad you're my friend. <laughs> so when we ended the last segment, I was basically talking about how uh, – they, they they ban these certain weapons and make it difficult, even more difficult to uh, to obtain because of the legislation. The people who are impacted are those who who typically follow the law, who typically do what the what 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 they can based upon the law, and those who typically do not or have a dark heart uh, buy those weapons that we can't get. The price, of course, the price goes up, and then they basically put us in harm's way uh, when we're at our soft target. So, I think during the break, Khalid, you were saying how. One of the the things that protect us is that our government is able to to out that has more firepower than the criminals. At the, well, for now, I mean, well, yeah. But there were several instances when that was not the case, and we talked about was it Burbank, California? Yeah, uh, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Nineteen ninety eight, when the guys were were walking around in their Iron Man suits. Yeah. And uh, now yeah. imagine imagine a thousand people. There was only two of those guys, and they shot it out with a couple hundred police officers imagine it was a thousand of these guys because Pablo Escobar in Colombia the notorious drug dealer had a thousand man army he was able to do a lot of damage and he he bought off cops with corruption and he had a thousand man army which he attacked the supreme court killed a bunch of justices he killed politicians that's a lot of firepower and so try going and arrest that guy with a thousand man army on a ranch uh we arrest people here. Now, Chapo wouldn't have got arrested without U.S. help. 
You know, Escobar wouldn't have gotten arrested without U.S. intelligence either. Right. These states are at the mercy of the criminals because they have a lot of money, a lot of firepower. So here we are fortunate enough to where we don't have to shoot it out with a guy like John Gotti. However, there's going to be a time when you're going to have a guy, unfortunately, who has that kind of firepower, and then we're going to we're going to really understand how we we've, we've changed. Well, the thing about the Burbank is that the, the the police officers, how did they obtain the weaponry to be able to to finally put these guys? They had down? to break in a gun store. I mean, they literally had to break in, not break in, but call the gun store, have them open up. So they can go in and grab a bunch of high-power weapons so they can deal with these guys who had armor-piercing bullets and all sorts of amazing firepower. Right. And that was like – you can watch it on YouTube if you have not seen it. I know a lot of people are not old enough to remember, but this was played out on live television for 45 minutes. It was – it's like a movie. Right. That movie Heat with that big shootout scene, this was like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh – you also, we also saw something similar to this in Dallas, Texas, where the guy was walking around and, and he was ambushing police officers and that kind of thing. Well, he, 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 he was an ex-military um, person. Military, so he yeah. knew how to take a tactical, tactical position and ambush a bunch of cops. And I think he killed, what, three yeah, or unfortunately, like yeah. Yeah. But remember early on in the in the Trump administration that there were a lot of people who were complaining that they were saying that the police were being militarized because there was a lot of surplus uh, surplus. Um, machinery, I should say, or mechanicals, if you will, that were actually being distributed across the country. And many people complained. They were saying, well, the police are getting all this military-grade equipment, and it, you know, it's bad for the population. And you couple that with um, the, the, the belief that many people have of the, uh, the police not being in supportive of certain groups of people. Uh, and then you have a lot of different kinds of conspiracy theories that are basically coming out. But the thing is that when there is an active shooter in these situations, the people that they call typically are the police. And the police are the ones that can basically come and handle it. Well, that's changing. Um, because I don't know if you watched the mockery of the cops in Philly yesterday who were responding to this shooter. They, they were relentlessly mocked and taunted by the people in the neighborhood. Disturbing. Yeah. And that's why police applications are down across the country uh even the news crew was harassed um and as you know around the country cops have been doused with water yeah and things people i'm gonna tell you something it's getting scary because teachers are fleeing the profession around the country due to low pay violence and all kinds of other things they have to deal with and the cop applications are down across the country so if people don't want to police in these cities or teach we are in huge well, huge in trouble. And, and here's here's my take on that. You know, ancient wisdom says that uh, faith comes by hearing. So hearing and, and learning kind of like are, are synonymous. So what are many of our people, our population here in the United States learning is that they're learning that uh, that people are saying the bad things about the United States. They're hearing bad things about the police. They're hearing all these negative things, and they're very and people are very reluctant to hear good good things about. The police, or good things about uh, other public officials, or, or or leadership, or government, or things relative to uh, the the government or uh, politicians. So what happens is that these people constantly hear a negative drone about certain things, and it goes to their behavior. So now they're in, they're acting out the negative things that they hear. So what we have to do, I believe, as a society, is we have to change what's being heard or what's being listened to. That. We, we need to start speaking positive things. It was, I think it was uh, uh, the, the ancient wisdom says, uh, you know, as, as a man thinketh, so is he. But we also say that, uh, you know, we have to hear, you know, hear 
the, 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 the good news, if you will. And then that predicates good behavior and good activity. But if you hear negative things all the time, then, then people start to live a life of, of, of negativism and, and, and bad things. So we have, to, we have to change what people hear. Unfortunately, the media is not, not going to hear that because the only thing that they hear when they're against something is they want to point out the negative things about that. I mean, and as I said last, last week, you know, God spoke to the devil. There was a conversation that they had, and they talked about Job, right? But here, the media doesn't want to have any kind of conversation with the, with the current administration. They just simply say, okay, here, we want you to act. Okay, well, what, is, what, is, what would you suggest that we do? Because at the end of the day, there's nothing that could be done that's going to change the heart of a person. Unless that person starts to hear the good news or starts to hear quality things, then we can start to see a change of heart. But, you know, as long as we continue to be negative, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I think the culture is, it's, 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 it's you're, you're, you're writing us off already. Huh? You know what? Listen, you're I'm just, Nero playing I, the fiddle I, during I, the fire. I am a realist. <laughs> all, right, all right, now that's your new nickname, Khalid uh, listen, Nero, listen, <laughs> Nero Namar. You, 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 you don't, again, as the saying goes, put toothpaste back in the tube. You don't. They don't turn off your phone either when we're on when we're on the air, right? I, I should be sanctioned for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I turn off my yeah. notification. Yeah, we're gonna do a background check on you next time when you come in here. <laughs> Dario gonna hit us and cuss me out. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, there are certain things and attitudes that once they change, if they're not passed down, that you 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 just they just don't automatically reverse themselves. Nothing. If nothing gets taught, nothing is learned. It, and well, but 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 learning begins through hearing, I believe, because when you because when you're talking about okay. language, where, where are you going to hear it from? Well, this is what I'm saying. When you learn to the, when you learn how to speak, you had to do it by hearing and listening. Okay. We're talking about you're talking about cognitive skills. I'm talking about values. So, but values I, are learned behavior, and oh, how do you learn it through hearing? No, you don't. Okay. No, you don't. Okay. You learn through hearing. You learn it through a series of things. Now, if you want to have this discussion, I love it because Sammy, who's sitting in the studio with us, knows we've talked about this. Th there are certain things that in our society that have taught values and passed things on. We got through, the, through, through oral tradition. We, no, not necessarily. Let me finish. We got them through family structure, number one, mm -hmm. and religious instruction, mm -hmm. also through societal reinforcement. Mm -hmm. So, schools, churches, families are like the pillars of any society. Mm -hmm. Those things have been deteriorating for a while now. They've fallen apart. They've whittled away. Their influence is no longer there. So, when those things fall apart and you have nothing to replace them, right. how do you replace the churches, the schools, and the family? You, you don't. You don't. So, how is the right from wrong that we... If you know, some of us knew came from one of those three places or all three. Understood. Well, you have people that are not even familiar with those institutions. I, There's some people who don't have a family at home that teaches them any kind of values. They don't. They've never seen inside of a religious institution or a church, and they don't value school. And I'm and I'm not disagreeing with you in that regard. So my point is, as a society, as a society, you don't just get on television and talk, and then all of a sudden people start behaving morally. You have to have a some objective. Uh, some objective uh, arbiter of what morality is, number one. You have to have some respect that is taught to you on a very basic level from your first institution, which is home. And you have to be taught the, the values of 
living in a, in a in a community where you respect law, you respect your neighbors, and you respect the community. All of these things that you're seeing are are results of things that have collapsed and fallen apart. And, and I value agree system. With you. So and it's more than just talking positively. It it takes a lot to parent and raise and create a functioning society. I, That's my dis- point. I'm not disagreeing with you that it takes a lot. So it takes a lot of positive speaking. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of positive conversation. You know, it, in order in order in order to be in order to be uh, become a part of who you are, right? In order to become a part of your character, there has to be uh, you, you you have something positive has to be put inside you in order for of that course. thing to grow. That, well, and and I believe it starts with our conversation. It starts with our hearing and our listening, and then we start to develop that belief system. If we constantly hear a negative drone, a negative conversation, gossip, we start to believe that negativism. And and that's all I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing with you, Khalid. I I mean, I think you're very eloquent when you talk about that and talk about culture and talk about character. I I agree with you. But I believe that it starts with our conversation. It starts with what comes out of our mouth. And I think that as a society, we need to have more positive conversation, even if we don't agree with our with with our competitors let's say i'm not going to call them our enemies even if we don't agree with the other side in terms of process we cannot continue to have a negative you know name calling uh hyperbole hyperbolic conversations and throwing something out there without really any proof of fact you know what i mean of course but all of these things you're talking about reflects where we are I agree. It's like the music. If you look at the music that came out of some of the most oppressive times in our history as black people, it was certainly more positive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Think the, about the, it. The, the black national anthem, we shall overcome. Yeah. Right? And it, it, it was positive. You didn't hear Louis Armstrong dropping F-bombs <laughs> in his music. He was singing <laughs> What a Wonderful World. Right. You know? Right. So the culture produces these things. By, why? Because it's... It's, it, it results from the consciousness of where we are at the time. So the consciousness has to change, but it won't change unless our culture changes. In other words, the language that people use and things of that nature, you're right. It's conversation, it's behavior, it's all of these things. So I agree with what you're saying, but it starts, again, the schools. When they say schools are bad, I always say, well, schools are just buildings. They're just buildings. The schools are only as good as the, the, the product that's in it, the schools, the kids that are in it. And... If you don't have discipline, because I haven't heard that word mentioned yet, discipline and respect, you can't educate people. Right. And discipline is a core, core a competitive yes. competency. Sure. So. Joe Clark was telling us this decades ago. Folks, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Todd Allen Show. The Todd Allen Show. What's going on, everyone? It's your man's Aaron Malik here. Feel free to go and stream my new single, Cool, Calm, and Collected, featuring my lovely label mate, Brittany Franklin. Watch as I saddle up in a Tesla when I used to walk everywhere. Look where I ended up. My mind is rich and my legs are super tough. Comfy in my own skin. And I don't stress as much. Dad, I hope he's still looking down, seeing me grow up. I'm taking my time and doing it right for once. Now you see I'm cool, calm, collected. Works you can get it on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, and all other major platforms. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Todd Allen Show. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to The Todd Allen Show. I want to give a shout-out to Ashley Herzog, who's on assignment today. So if you've uh, tuned in to hear uh, Ashley's perspective on things, she's actually out on assignment and will be back with us our next show. Khalid, this is a segment that uh, we really like on The Todd Allen Show, and it's called Really. Really. All right, so... We know that colleges are kind of nutty. Um, <laughs> kind of? Yeah. Some, some are more nuttier than others. So there's all sorts of uh, totalitarian uh, nonsense going on on campuses where they're... You, you mean they're not, they're not uh, free and they're not uh, balanced? Uh, no, they're not emotionally or mentally balanced. Or they're fair and balanced? No? No, okay. no. They, they, they squash free speech. They're basically a little communist. Uh, but anyway... Um, <laughs> That's how you really feel. So they have what's called bias response teams. Bias response teams. Yes. It's like first responders. They're essentially. <laughs> uh, you remember the, the 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 red scare in the in the you know fifties where in the McCarthyism era. It was before my time. Well, you should remember it. You know, <laughs> no, you were in high school then, weren't you? <laughs> wow. Thanks, man. This is my. You're my friend. <laughs> no, it was before my time. So these are essentially watchdog organizations that are basically politically correct polit bureaus or, or brown shirts <laughs> yeah so it, people are making complaints about things that they hear that are not politically correct and you report to the bias response team on college campuses yes they have 232 schools have Do you have a list of those schools uh no 232 schools with the bias response team yeah so for instance, there was a student that made a, a um, report to the bias response team because uh, uh, someone greeted her in uh, Japanese by saying hello, hello in Japanese. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, one guy, now this is something that doesn't have to be said to you. You can overhear it. So there was a two people having conversation about a computer cord. One of the young men gave his you know, schoolmate a computer cord. It didn't fit. And he said, well, just force it in. And the guy said, well, that's rape. Well, now they're talking amongst themselves. Someone overheard this and reported it to the bias response team. <laughs> wow. And I'm not joking when I say communist because I have a friend from Poland. And she told me that growing up in Poland, you could make jokes about Americans, but you couldn't say anything about Russians because mm-hmm. someone would tell on you. Wow. And so that's why I'm not joking when I say communist. So, so what do these bias response teams do? Well, they pull you in front of the panel, and you have to explain yourself. Um, <laughs> How many people are in this panel? Well, I, I don't know. It could be four or five people, but they're all academic lefties, and you are going to explain yourself why you're a bigot, racist, homophobe, <laughs> or whatever they want to call you. Wow. Uh, and this is seriously. So it says, here we go. 
uh, and this is our article I'm reading from the National Review. Uh, f- uh, 232 American colleges and universities have set up BRTs, and it appears that this foul idea is spreading. I find it easy to believe since many college administrators are eager to appease their vociferous cohorts of progressive students, and this helps. Predict- predictably, speech that is protected by the First Amendment often winds up being reported as, quote, bias, and then, in, quote, investigated by panels that usually are composed of only students. No adult supervision here. We find that it isn't just leftist students who decide the f- to file bias reports, but the conservative ones have also been known to do that. For example, during last year's presidential campaign, anti-Trump students reported as, quote, hate speech, pro-Trump messages while pro-Trump students file complaints against Trump is a racist science. Uh, BRTs probably have some chilling effect on free speech, especially in campuses where it comes to be known that talk sometimes finds, that someone finds offensive is apt to land you in front of an inquisition. Yeah. I mean, wow. this is what they've created. Really? This is what they have created. So when you people, say they. They being the college administrators and, and the coddling of uh so th- there's a there's a gentleman named dr everett piper who's actually coming in for a, a speech next month he wrote a book called not a daycare because mm-hmm. he was a former president of Ohio, uh, oklahoma wesleyan university in his book he talks about he wrote a letter is based on a letter he wrote to his students saying that you are this is not a daycare you are not to be coddled here you're not to hide from ideas you don't agree with you're here to learn truth and you're here to grow mm-hmm. um if we could clone this guy, we would have a heck of a university system. But not all administrators have any courage. They create a bunch of little selfish, weak little minions. And this is what you have biased response teams. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is that when you said no adults there, uh, there there's, college is supposed to encourage critical thinking. And in order to develop critical thinking, you have to hear different ideas. And, and, and one way that you can sharpen your, your views is to hear other ideas and to refute those ideas based upon fact, right, uh, and based upon research. Um, it's in, in, in what we find offensive, uh, you know, I, could, I mean, tomorrow, tomorrow I can say, well, you know what, uh, anybody that wears the color brown, I'm offended, right? And then if I, if I take it to the, this, this bias response team, now they're going to, in, you know, in, to, to basically say, well, he's entitled to whatever he's feeling. And if he's feeling a certain way, then you know, we have to value his, his views on that. How critical think? What, what, what happened to critical thinking? You know? And uh, it used to be sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. <laughs> that is gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, a bunch of weaklings. Uh, these people are weak. Some of the complaints were just absurd, but anyone feels slighted or offended, you call the Politburo, and they will <laughs> pull you in front of the the do, panel. Do they have, do they have uniforms? They should. <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> the hammer and sickle on, the, on their sleeves. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is nuts. Yeah. But the colleges have created this, and we've talked about this. You remember the Sarah Lawrence College story we did where the students took over the campus and or one of the campus buildings, and they wanted free detergent? And meals oh, yeah. every day. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then also, there, there's a story that uh, in Overland, 
not too far from here, yes. that they uh, were going up against a, a store uh, saying a that bakery. the store, a bakery saying that they were racist and, and all this other kind of stuff. Because when I was on the campus of Overland, I remember that that uh, that store. Uh, it was Gibson's. It, it Gibson's, was Gibson's bakery. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm glad that Gibson's won because I, I never had a problem with Gibson's. Right. In fact, uh, there were many times when I was a hungry, starving uh, student on the campus of, uh, of Overland that Gibson's came through for a brother. I helped the yeah. brother out. Right? I wasn't as wealthy as you were, Khalid. When you were <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I ended up leaving. <laughs> but, but, but I think that people don't realize, I mean, it, people predicted this. This is what was predicted in the book 1984 by George Orwell. Absolutely. And a lot of the things he wrote in this book came true about face crimes. You remember the, the students in uh, Kentucky, mm-hmm. the Catholic school students? Yeah. Just because of the look on his face, he became a pariah because he stood there with the wrong look on his face. Right. Well, we saw the same with, uh, was it Sliman, uh, with the, uh, the being accused of, of, of enticing the, the, the Indian uh, in Washington, D.C. to get into his face while beating a drum. Well, so that's, they, that's, no, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what you're talking about, yeah. The Catholic school students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, in Kentucky. They were from Kentucky. Okay. So I'm just saying that yeah. things that he wrote about, oh, my God, they were true. And, they were, and this was 35 years ago. Yeah. And if in this instance, if two people can be having a conversation, we, you and I could be having a conversation away from someone. If someone overhears what we're saying yeah. without even understanding the context of, of what's going on, they're going to report us, and, and you and I are going to be brought in front of the Polit Bureau and yeah. you know, and I, and see I am, what had happened was. <laughs> and for those who don't know the Polit Bureau, if you haven't right. googled it, it's, it's, it's the Soviet uh, you know intelligence <laughs> agency. Right. But I'm just saying that when you have people snitching on people because they feel offended. That is, they're, they're just reminding me of what my friend told me about Poland. Yeah. You know, you, you can make jokes about Americans, but if you say anything about Russians, right. <laughs> somebody, you get a knock on the so, door. So, so, so we'll be snitched on from a conversation that we have, but our, but our neighborhood's not going to snitch on the drug dealer. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> drug dealers give them turkeys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See. But the, the, what has been created is sad. Because these students are demanding all black dorms in certain instances. They're demanding the, that they hire uh, a pretty much usually lefties, a lefty professor, a gender studies person of every yeah. identity political uh, yeah. group, a LGBT one, a Hispanic one, an intersectional one, a Latinx one. I mean, it's just. And even if you have an attorney who is representing someone that other people don't like right. they want to bring they want to basically go after their jobs to, to 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 promote some sort of financial violence against that person and 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 people don't understand that too if if you're going after someone because you don't like their views and then you want them to lose their job you're committing financial violence you're taking food off the table they can't feed their kids they i mean and, and these kinds of things destroy marriages and all of that stuff simply because you don't like their their views that's terrorism in a sense so so, so this is basically they're promoting you know like you say, junior snitches, but it's a form of terrorism that people can no longer have exercise freedom of, of, of expression it, it, or freedom it, of speech because you might, quote-unquote, offend somebody. What it's totalitarianism, which is famous on, on, on certain, you know, certain sides of the spectrum. Reading through the school's definitions that they have of what determines bias, like, for instance, Western Washington University's definition extends to demonstrations of bias 
including language, words, signs, symbols, threats, and actions that could potentially cause alarm, anger, or fear in others. But, but here's mean, the thing. In, in, from a psychological perspective, we all have bias. But we not all, all bias, bias is bad. Well, well no. And also, people need to not be offended by every little word that somebody says. That's, this, is, this isn't bias. It's, it's a misnomer. Mm-hmm. Because someone says, uh, you know, uh, how do you, what, in Japanese, domo. No, that's thank you, right? Ohio. Yeah. How do you say, how do you say hello, uh, you know, in Japan? You, you, you Ohio. Know, whatever. Ohio. Is that the word? Ohio. Okay. Ohio. O-H-I-O. Anyway, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but but somebody to report this person to a biased response team. We'll Google. We'll Google that. I mean, it's just dumb. We'll Google Translate. A biased response team because somebody said hello in Japanese to you, who happened to be a Japanese person. Because they're American. It's silly. Speak American. Yeah, we'll I'm, be right I'm back. reporting you to the biased response team. <laughs> come on, they can come on over there. They can come and knock, just knock on my door. You're always welcome. Folks, you're listening to The Todd Allen Show. The Todd Allen Show. What's going on, everyone? It's your man's Aaron Malik here. Feel free to go and stream my new single, Cool, Calm, and Collected, featuring my lovely label mate, Brittany Franklin. Watch as I saddle up in a Tesla when I used to walk everywhere. Look where I ended up. My mind is rich and my legs are super tough. Comfy in my own skin. And I don't stress as much. Dad, I hope you're still looking down, seeing me grow up. I'm taking my time and doing it right for once. Now you see I'm cool, calm, collected. Works you can get it on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, and all other major platforms. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Todd Allen Show. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to The Todd Allen Show. Khalid. My man. So, okay, so your, go your ahead man, set it up. Chris, Chris Cuomo. Of CNN. Of CNN. He's in, so I have a top ten list of my least favorite Americans, right? Chris, Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon are probably eight and nine, like, respectively almost. Um, Chris <laughs> Cuomo is from the political dynasty of New York which includes Mario Cuomo, mm-hmm. former governor of New York, and his brother, who's the current governor, Andrew Cuomo. Mm-hmm. He's on CNN. And he goes out in public, and this guy addresses him as Fredo. And we I don't know if we can play the clip, because there was a lot of cursing in it and stuff like that, so we can't play it. But 
baby. They can go to YouTube. Yeah, go YouTube. Right. So he threatened the guy, dropped a bunch of f bombs, and said it was a slur. And he asked the guys around, "You Italian? You know, it's a, that's an insult against your people. That's just <laughs> like the n word to us." And he's being mocked now, right? Because there was a comedian who said uh, he wanted to use. He wrote for a lot of late night shows. He wanted to use the word midget. And the guy comes down to him and says, well, you can't use that. That's like the N-word. He said, no, it's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> he said, because we're saying the word midget. We can't even say right. N-word. <laughs> right, right. So, so, so the Fredo is short for Federico Corleone. He's a fictional character in the Mario Puzo's novel, The Godfather. So Fredo was portrayed by an American actor in John Cazal. In the Francis Ford Coppola film adaptation in the sequel, The Godfather Part II, he is the second son of the mafia don Vito Corleone. So this is a fictional character. Yeah, but it's not a slur. So I'm going to prove it. Was it wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't there a Fredo in the the Hobbit Bilbo Baggins? Uh, that was there was another Fredo there too, and I, I don't think. Okay. Frodo. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, Thank you for the. So Chris Cuomo is a is a is a is a jokester. He's he's not a serious person. Uh, he says this is like uh, the N-word, right? To, to Italians. That's what he says. Right. He spoke for all Italians. It, well, here is what I'm going to play right now from his very own network, who appears to be fond of the N-word. That his brother-in-law and sister did to be part of the uh, Oval Office and the White House staff. Uh, Daddy kept Fredo back home. So... Who cares what Donald Trump Jr. says? Who cares what Donald Trump Jr. says? Look, Devin Nunes is proving himself again and again to be the Fredo of the Republican Party. Now, <laughs> one of those clips, Chris Cuomo was sitting right there listening to Anna Navarro when she, doing the first clip, where she said, who cares what Donald Trump Jr. says? Because she's calling him the dumb brother, Correct. Fredo. And, and, that's, and that's what it is. And Cuomo was sitting there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's what it was. It wasn't calling Italians the N word. It was basically talking about how the dumb brother, the the, the dumb the dumb brother, because you know as 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 Fredo said in uh, the movie, I'm smart. I could do things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's sitting right there listening to Anna Navarro say the N word, and this other guy on CNN says Fredo. Right. So now it's the N word all of a sudden. Right. See, this is what. <laughs> so 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 uh, it's, it's just another example of the left trying to hijack the the plight of African Americans in the United States. Everybody's got an N word. Everybody and everybody's a minority now. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's the N word, and, and and it's amazing because uh, we 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 talk in um, in our in our group chat amongst ourselves, and, and there was a clip that we showed where you would see, and and you can see this on YouTube that there are other groups of people. Uh, that are not black that use the N word ad nauseum Try when, they, when they address one another. Try everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a gang fight full of Latinos out west somewhere. It was about 30 people. I heard the N bomb like 100 times. Um, I've heard Asian kids calling each other the N word yeah. when I used to work at a hotel years ago. Um, it's a cultural thing now. Of course, white people address themselves as the N-word, or when they get into a fight, they call each other B-A-Ns, you know. Um, everybody uses it. <laughs> everybody. Everybody's an N-word so we've, now. So we've, yeah. <laughs> so we've got alphabet soup today. We've got the B-R-T, now we've got the B-A-N. Yeah, the B-A-N. <laughs> but, but it's a cultural thing now to where it's, it's... It's almost bravado. It is, but it's a cultural thing to where certain people, whether they be in hip-hop community, in the inner-city community, no matter what group, everybody's an N-word. Right. Even 
black people call white people N-words. Right. Uh, Jesse Smollett, you but, know, the one but, who was but, attacked but by... But now uh, we're going to start calling each other Fredos. Yeah. Well, thanks to Cuomo. <laughs> so, actor Jesse Smollett, who, you know, who was attacked by those Trump supporters when right. it was 40 below in Chicago that night. <laughs> right. It put a noose around Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And MAGA hats, you know, guys with MAGA hats. He called Trump on Twitter a B-A-N. Wow. Yeah. So... It it, <laughs> it doesn't matter who you're talking to, right? You just call them an N word, right? Even though they're white, even though they're his, yeah. And and, 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 yeah. and so this was again his his way of basically talking about how how offended he was because he was being called Fredo. Yeah, he said it's an insult to your people, right? To your people, yeah, he's a moron. So, but but again, this was his own network, CNN, where people were using this term Fredo. So apparently, nobody got upset, nobody got bleeped, nobody got reprimanded. And he was sitting right there for one of those clips. Right. He's a fraud. Yeah. He's a fraud. And, and and the thing is too is that he was, uh, he basically told the guy told him he says I I thought your name was Fredo. Well, I didn't he, know well, what your name. Well, was. Well, he was lying. Well, we, of course he was being insulting. But but well, I don't have any love. I mean, for do that. do we know that? Yes. For sure. Come on. He, I mean, we can. He we knows can the guy is not. Fredo. If you recognize the guy from television, you know his not name is not Fredo. It could have been. A you name. know he's Chris Cuomo. <laughs> and so yeah, come on. You know his name. You know this is not Fredo Cuomo on CNN at night. You know. <laughs> so well, I mean, Fredo wasn't Fredo. It was Federico. Uh, that was the that was the nickname. Exactly. Right? So what that's I'm saying is that he knows. Could have been a nickname. People, yeah, people say that all the time. Well, I thought that's where you. I mean, I know the guy was lying, but we're dealing with Cuomo, who's flying off the handle. The guy was an idiot, of course. People, and, and then Cuomo know. wants to threaten violence with the guy. I'll throw you down the steps. I'll ruin your health record. Yeah. Well, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but but I think this is a guy who has now other people, including conservatives, have stood up for him, like Sean Hannity. And well, a few that, I mean that's what conservatives do. I mean yeah. conservatives typically aren't not the ones that go shout down someone in a public place when they're with their families, right? Right. Un yeah. Unlike Mad Max, who who advocated that, <laughs> Max right? And Waters. Uh, that you know wherever you see them, just let them know we're not going to stand for it. If they're out in public with their families, you want to get in their face and tell them no, not here, Whoa. that kind of thing. Well. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Can you once again, Listen. Fredo <laughs> has his phone on. <laughs> no, Fredo. <laughs> Did you just call me the N word? <laughs> you know that word's offensive to all black people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Your people being called Fredo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, but this guy is just a joke. But he doesn't realize what he's done. For him getting so upset and for this video going, you know, so viral as it has done, now everybody's going to call him Fredo because they know how to push his buttons. So he was better off just walking away. He's become like a joke now. So when people see him in public, hey, Fredo, they're going to send him texts and tweets calling him Fredo because they know what bothers him. Mm -hmm. And you never let people know particularly when you're in the public, what bothers you because they will just wear it. It's like a kid. A kid knows that you, you know, you're getting, he's getting on your nerves. They'll keep doing what they're doing. But see, here's the thing too. <clears throat> Here it is that he responded to someone calling him a name or someone, he responded to someone, and again, being very New York, he's basically a counterpuncher, right? That he gets into the guy's face, he doesn't appreciate what the guy did, and then he wants to basically attack the guy, right? If this were Donald Trump doing that, what would be said? Oh, 
right? I can't even imagine. So, so basically, this is the, the situation where you have the, the the pot calling the kettle black. That you have an instance where you know they were using the term Fredo and they're using it against the Trump family, etc. And Chris Chris Cuomo was sitting there, you know, gleefully, uh, you know, basically agreeing with that. But the moment, go ahead, go ahead. You you just want to play another clip? All no, right. I wasn't playing it. I'm just. Did you, it it was a screw up. You feel better? What's uh, the third one? This show. Yeah, take it out of my pay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. So, but but if this was Donald Trump, a counterpuncher, a, a classic New Yorker, right? All kind of vile would come out about him. Well, right? uh, but but again, they said, well, you know, Chris Cuomo's not the president. Uh, Chris Cuomo, I mean, he's, he's, he's a human being, but, but, right? But, 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 and he's and since he's on since he's media, he's he's supposed to have a certain comportment about himself, right? Well, more importantly, he didn't he doesn't stand up when other people have been in the same situation of Correct. being attacked. Politicians, for instance, not the president. Correct. Members of the administration, like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, like Correct. Uh, 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 the the. Pam Bondi, who was forced out of a theater with her right. family, right. or they went to Mitch McConnell's home mm-hmm. right. last week. Right. They've gone to Tucker Carlson's home, right. or even ICE officials, they've gone to their homes. Right. Um, he's never stood up and said, hey, that's wrong, we shouldn't right. do that. But, but you have uh, people from the, from, the, from the right or the conservative groups that basically said, hey, you know what, we need to leave this guy alone when he's out in public with yeah, family. Yeah, Sean Hannity, because he right. gets harassed, he gets threatened, right. you know, and most people who say, look, we're on television, you, you come after us on TV for what we say, that's fine. But when we're out with our families, we're out in public, it's off limits. They, but to the left, the politics never ends. Never. You can't go to a ball game. No. You can't go to anywhere. And you, you just spoke of Mad Maxine. So you heard it right from the moon bat's mouth. <laughs> now, Khalid. She is a moon bat. I'm sorry. Khalid. That, that woman is not well. You know how I feel about her. <laughs> Up. A, a moon bat? Yeah, she's... she's you don't have to describe what a moon bat is. <laughs> Use your imagination. <laughs> it's not exactly a sane person. <laughs> wow. She, she's a lawmaker. She's yelling at people to harass people. Right. And, and so when this is done to the left, yes. all of a sudden, you know. Yeah. Right. She started, she's one of the people that, inst- that creates this kind of culture. Right. Her rhetoric, right? We know about rhetoric. We hear and about and rhetoric people do what? They listen to her. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Todd Allen Show. The Todd Allen Show. What's going on, everyone? It's your man's Aaron Malik here. Feel free to go and stream my new single, Cool, Calm, and Collected, featuring my lovely label mate, Brittany Franklin. Watch as I saddle up in a Tesla when I used to walk everywhere. Look where I ended up. My mind is rich and my legs are super tough. Comfy in my own skin. And I don't stress as much. Dad, I hope you're still looking down, seeing me grow up. I'm taking my time and doing it right for once. Now you see I'm cool, calm, collected. You can get it on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, and all other major platforms. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Todd Allen 
Folks, you're listening to the Todd Allen Show. This is our second hour. Thanks for listening. Uh, Khalid, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in uh, Washington, D.C. regarding immigration and the expansion of the, uh, let me get my glasses here. Let me read it here. Expansion of the public charge law. Okay. So Ken Catrinelli, who's acting director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, uh, he was just appointed a couple months ago by Trump. He was a former attorney general of uh, Virginia. And he was roundly criticized for comments he made Tuesday on NPR, suggesting that the Statue of Liberty's poem was only meant to welcome immigrants who can, quote, stand on their own two feet. And Tuesday evening, he doubled down by suggesting the poem only applied to, quote, people coming from Europe where they had class-based societies. So now, some people went off and said, oh, it's only for white people. And then, you know, they began to racialize this thing because he was announcing the uh, expansion of what's called the public charge law, which states that immigrants cannot be a quote, burden to the country. They have to not go on public services. So they want to expand this law to include food stamps. Um, so, well, that's what they've done. They've expanded. It's actually, it to, been, it's actually done. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. But the, the law itself was written under a president by the name of William Jefferson Clinton. Signed you in mean Bill? Yeah, Bill. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I feel your pain. Uh, <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> where's Monica? Where's Monica? Ooh. Let me check on the wrist. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, we're going there? <laughs> leave Monica alone. No, we're not. No, leave we're not. leave I'm my sorry, Monica alone. Him. So anyway, first I, w- I want to tell the, the, the people out there who don't really understand. The poem... On the Statue of, Liberty. Statue of Liberty, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free, is not immigration policy. That is not what we look to as policy. No, nor was it on the Statue of Liberty when it came over. Right. right. It was added to the Statue of Liberty later. I want you to think of how many poor, tired people there are in the world. Let, just, alone, let just, alone huddled masses. Just think about it. <laughs> just think about it. So it's not policy. The president... Uh, according to Article 2, has statutory authority given to him for immigration through the Immigration and Nationality Act. That's what the president has authority to control and to make decisions on immigration. The Constitution gives Congress control over naturalization, which are different. Mm-hmm. So people are flipping out, talking about the Statue of Liberty, and talking about this is racist, blah, 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 blah. Okay, let me just say this. Um Ken Cuccinelli, in expanding this law, is trying to make sure American taxpayers aren't burdened with importing millions of poor people, which we've already been doing, right? And so some people want to make this out to be a race thing, which is the only thing discernible skill that Democrats have is figuring out new ways to call something racist. They really have no other, <laughs> no other discernible abilities. Right. They sit around in rooms and throw out words. They probably have board games and in, in behind closed doors. Yeah. Or they're know. called the BRT. Yeah. Yeah. Bias <laughs> response teams. So the public charge law was was signed in 1996, and it, and it basically, you know, it's an old law that is is meant to protect American taxpayers for 
uh, burdens, uh, and, and let's start with a definition of public charge, all right, just so people will know. And uh, public charge is essentially uh, a term that describes people who are on public assistance who are immig- new, new immigrants, your, your public charge. Right. So they want to make sure people coming to this country um, have the ability to, to sustain themselves. And, and, and not only that, when people come over, um, in many instances, they, they would have to need, they would need a sponsor, right? And so that sponsor then becomes part of uh, who, who is going to be held responsible for that person to be here. And typically, it lasts for about 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And if you've, if you've gone through the immigration process, you're asked to list people who can financially support you if necessary. Right. And then those people who are sponsors or, or who bring, let's say if you bring your spouse, if you're from overseas, and you bring your spouse, then you have to show your financial ability. And so you have to meet certain income levels, certain income guidelines in order for that, that process to take place. Yeah. And that's how the government operates. It's like, anybody ever got financial aid? <laughs> and they turned it, your needs assessment. You know? <laughs> right. right. So it's not, okay. Not for, your want assessment. Yeah, your, your needs need assessment. assessment. Right. And it's okay for well, Americans. I need my money. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay for American citizens to be asked these questions when it comes to the government, how they spend money on American citizens. Well, well, it's because the, the, the other party, if you will, is actually looking for more votes. Yeah, that's true. And, and a right. public charge refers to a person who is considered primarily dependent on the government for, subs- for subsistence as demonstrated by either receipt of public cash assistance for income ma- ma- maintenance or institutionalization of long-term care at government expense. So basically you're on the dole. Well, not, and, and we talked about this before. There are no government programs. Right. They're taxpayer programs. Correct. Taxpayer funded, not government funded. Correct. And you know this, and it's something else that bothers me about immigration. You remember the immigration raid they had about a week ago, week and a half ago, where they rounded up. You, you didn't, you didn't hear this. You're talking about the ICE. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, when they, 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 they rounded up 600 people. Yeah, when they went down into uh, some of the food plants. Yes. Down in Texas. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't. I don't think it was in Texas. I think it was in Alabama or down in the it was south. Down deep south. Deep south. Yeah, not, deep, not south. 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 Yeah, <laughs> there's a difference. So what was interesting about this? Because you hear all this talk about separating people from their families uh, by these, which makes me want to, um, you know, yeah. lose my lunch. And what was interesting is that these people were asked, "Well, do you have children at daycare that need to be picked up or at school?" Right. So I wrote on on um, um, I think on, on the group chat. I said, "So every day across this country, there's American citizens who are parents." who are picked up on outstanding warrants and are taken to jail, who aren't given this consideration. Right. And while you have frauds on stage running for president, who used to be former prosecutors, I won't mention them, them from California, last name Harris, who, who says things like, first well... Name, first name, come on. Yeah. And I, I, I've been all over her Twitter account asking her... She hasn't blocked you? No, not yet. Wow, it's coming. It's coming, I'm sure. How many? <laughs> Did you mention you're on the Todd Allen show when you when you say that? Hey, I'm Khalif from the Todd Allen show. Blah 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 blah. No, not come yet, on, man. I'm, come on, now I need you to do a better job of marketing. Well, but 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 I'm always asking <laughs> these these prosecutors. I said, how many? How many? I wish somebody would ask her. How many families did you separate when you were a federal prosecutor? Why don't you ask her on her Twitter account? I do. I've asked her five times. She won't respond to me. She, she's locked up people that were tr- whose kids were truant in California. Mm-hmm. This is a fact. You can read the story online where this mother was arrested because her child was truant. 
and Kamala Harris's hardline policy of locking up parents. Isn't that family separation? Absolutely. So why don't we have a? Why don't we do this? Why but, it, but it wasn't at the border. Okay. That's the, right. That's right, the, right. The right, significant right, right, part. Right. 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 At the border. At the, at the border. That so, is that is and, a difference. And, and, and so not not only to mention that that, that that people that come over with children at the border, they may not necessarily be their kids, right? Yeah. Because we know that there's instances where um, the, the people come across the border who've taken people who are not their their children in order to gain some sort of an advantage in, in, yeah. in trying to get in. Yeah. And but here's here's what I find interesting about this whole thing. Why don't we just have a law that says? No parents should ever be arrested if their kids are like adolescents or under the age of 12. Because we don't want to separate any parents <laughs> from their children, right? Right. So let's just say, do you, you know, I know you like ran over somebody while you were drinking, but do you have any kids that are under age 12? Because <laughs> I don't think you should be or, separated. Or do from you have them. any kids at daycare at the moment? Yeah, yeah. You need, before we take you to jail, can we, you need to pick up your kids. This is so dumb. So, so, so are the kids going to be in the jail cell with them? Uh, no. So they're going to be separated. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. That's why we shouldn't put them in jail. They should not be taken to jail. Because I want American citizens to get the same treatment as Latinos. Illegal Latinos, shall I say. And if you don't want to separate families, dadgummit, nobody should be separated from their kids. Right. I really, really hate these people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I, I should use that word hate. I have serious contempt. I have contempt. <laughs> That's a better sounding word. Because it, it, it's, so, it's so disingenuous, fraudulent, and phony. Why don't, you, know what, you know what prosecutors are in the business of doing? Separating, separating people from their families. Right. Rightly or wrongly, that's what they do. Right. right. But now it's a crime in itself because this person has children and they come from another country and they come across the border. They've committed and, crimes and they've... And, it just, it and, and, and of course, with the expansion of this law, now it becomes it becomes racist if you don't allow someone who's coming from another country to be on food stamps. Yeah, I know. It, it's insane. These people, they are insane. Well, but but you know, I mean, it, it's it's from from the 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 people who are running for president from that particular party. I mean, they want to give everybody everything. But but here's the thing: they don't have to pay for it because because Congress. Remember, Congress when when there was a work stoppage and everyone wasn't getting paid. Those in Congress were the ones who were getting paid. The 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 the, the Congress people were getting paid. They're, they didn't lose their direct deposit. I mean, they were they were flush. Yeah. They even went home and, and decided that they were going to go on vacation. They'll come back and deal with it at a later time while other people were suffering. Mm-hmm. But you know, they care about you. Of course they do. They love us. <laughs> Folks, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Todd Allen Show. I, I hate them. <laughs> the Todd Allen Show. What's going on, everyone? It's your man's Aaron Malik here. Feel free to go and stream my new single, Cool, Calm, and Collected, featuring my lovely label mate, Brittany Franklin. Watch as I saddle up in a Tesla. When I used to walk everywhere, look where I ended up. My mind is rich and my legs are super tough. Comfy in my own skin. And I don't stress as much. Dad, I hope he's still looking down, seeing me grow up. I'm taking my time and doing it right for once. Now you see I'm cool, calm, collected. Works you can get it on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, and all other major platforms. The Todd Allen Show. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to The Todd Allen Show. Khalid, how can our listeners follow you? Uh, hopefully, preferably not too closely, but uh, Khalid Namar at all social media platforms. 
And folks, uh, you can follow us at The Todd Allen Show on all social media. Khalid, let's continue. Um, you, you are uh, you were a boxer, and, you, and you're still in the boxing game. Yes. And I know that you're somewhat of a boxing historian. And uh, during the break, we you were talking about how you followed up on a on a boxer that uh, fought a bunch of Uber drivers in your turn. <laughs> uh, but he was. But let's let's talk about that particular story because yeah. it ties into what we what were talking about at the last. Uh, yeah, with segment. immigration. Yeah. Because again, you're not allowed to say that some people are of a certain group are criminals, but because you, you're 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 going to be accused of saying that about the whole group. So I was checking up on this heavyweight fighter. He retired. His name is David Gonzalez. He's doing okay. He's from El Paso. He was an immigrant from El Paso. And he talked about, he doesn't like Beto O'Rourke. He was an immigrant from El Paso. Or from El Paso. immigrant from, from Mexico. Paso. Yeah. In two banks. Two. Did I say El Paso? Yeah. I'm sorry. He was an immigrant from Mexico who grew up in El Paso. All right. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. You're, you're welcome. Anytime. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you enjoyed that as you're lighting up a cigarette. Uh, <laughs> That would be a cigar. <laughs> cigar. <laughs> so he doesn't like Beto O'Rourke, and I love him already when I first read that. <laughs> so he basically says Beto is a fraud, right? He talked about, uh, uh, so El Paso is the 20th, you know, the 20th most, wow, C. Juarez, I'm sorry, um, is the most dangerous, 20th most dangerous city in the world. The Dallas Morning News reported last year it has over 200 murders per month. Right? This and is that, El Paso. This, this is across the border from El Paso oh, okay. in Ciudad Juarez. Okay, in Mexico. In Mexico. Okay. So Mr. Gonzalez doesn't like Beto because he said Beto is a basic fraud. He's lying about the wall, right? He supports Trump. He supports the wall, right? So he talks about when he was a kid, he knew a lot of people that he used to spar with that came from uh, El Paso. Uh, I mean, came across the border to El Paso from Mexico. And he said, when I was a kid, when they didn't have the wall, a lot of the kids I sparred with, I knew were part of the criminal element. He told the uh, life, life set. They would easily run across the border, know where the border patrol and posts were, bypass them, do a carjacking, rob the Santa Fe Railroad, bring the stuff back, strip down cars, change the VIN number, and sell it. I knew it all too well. Said people don't understand this wall has saved lives, he added. For this guy, Beto, out there to say we don't need the wall, he's just being a cheerleader. And all he's missing are his pom poms. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He said that he said that while immigrants are good people for the most part who are seeking a better life in the United States, it is important to protect against those who are not. Quote, some people just take advantage of the system, Rodriguez said who comes from a family of immigrants. Quote, there are some good people who come here, no doubt. I know a lot of Mexican friends who come here legally and even some who come here illegally who are good people. I'm not anti-immigrant. But for many, for, I'm sorry, for every five garter snakes you get, you get a rattler. Mm -hmm. wow. There are people coming here who aren't coming here to stock groceries. There are people coming to commit crime and love off the welfare system. I know this for a fact. Trump is right on here. Now, again, this is a Mexican immigrant, grew up in El Paso, supports Trump, supports the wall, and there are what they what I learned a couple months ago. There has been an in, in Hidalgo County, and I'm not sure if uh, if El Paso is in Hidalgo County. I have to look it up. 
there's been an increase in the Republican Party <laughs> in, in Hidalgo County. Wow. Because yeah. there are people like him right. who are immigrants, who right. are Mexican descent, right. who support the wall. Well, the, 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 the thing is that they don't get the voice. The media is not going to report them. They're not going to have that voice. That's and, why I'm so doing here on the Todd Allen Show. Right. So uh, that's a good story. But I thought that was just interesting because this is, he defies all the odds. I guess he's a racist. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I'm going to change gears just a little bit from the last sure. story. We're going to talk about Planned Parenthood. So uh, this, is, this story comes from NPR. It says, uh, Planned Parenthood to withdraw from Title X unless court intervenes. Okay? This is the NPR story. Planned Parenthood says it will formally withdraw from the nation's family planning program for low-income people within days unless a federal court intervenes. In a letter to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, Oh, Planned Parenthood officials ask for a stay against new Trump administration rules that forbid organizations receiving Title X funds to provide or refer patients for abortion. If the court does not intervene, Planned Parenthood says it will be forced to pull out, pause, on August 19th after decades <laughs> oh, with the program. <laughs> oh, boy. So basically what this means is that the... Uh, Planned Parenthood is part of what they do is, is as we know, abortion. So the, this part of the the bill just basically says that um, they're not going to be receiving government funds for the abortion portion, but it doesn't mean that they won't be receiving funds for other parts of what Planned Parenthood does. But uh, Planned Parenthood certainly, you know, it 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 has interpreted it totally different. And, and so, uh, in a statement to NPR on Wednesday afternoon, the Department of Health official and Human Services spokesman wrote, to the extent that Planned Parenthood claims that it must make burdensome changes to comply with the final rule, it is actually choosing to place a higher priority on the ability to refer for abortions instead of continuing to receive federal funds to provide a broad range of acceptable and effective family planning methods and services to clients in needs of these services. So I thought that that was kind of interesting because one of the things that uh, the Trump administration said that they would do it, when they were elected is that they would defund Planned Parenthood. And this has actually gone through the Ninth Circuit. Uh, Planned Parenthood, uh, they, the, the, they lost in court. They appealed at the Ninth Circuit. The Ninth Circuit basically upheld the rule uh, regarding, <laughs> which is, yeah. And they probably thought that it goes to the Ninth Circuit, that they were that there was just a slam dunk. The rubber stamp, win. yeah. Yeah. But apparently it has not. And so August 9th, uh, Planned Parenthood uh, would lose a portion of its funding in excess of, I think, about $60 million or more. But that particular Title X has been around since 71. It started with $6 million and has ballooned up to about $236 million. And so they're liable to lose a substantial amount simply because of uh, them wanting to continue to have abortions as opposed to make referrals. So uh, I thought that was really interesting and uh, a little tongue-in-cheek with mm. Planned Parenthood. Yeah. So they're pulling out. <laughs> no comment on that. I don't, I don't want a producer to you know, cuss me out. <laughs> anyway. It's an effective method. Yeah. So the biggest story of the week has been the apparent suicide of Mr. Epstein. Yeah. yeah I'm glad you said apparent. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it hasn't been official ruling yet. Um, 
So this is about like the biggest story of the week, and it's been like all these conspiracy theories. It smells bad. Uh, it does. It does because uh, Jeffrey Epstein was found to be uh, dead in his cell from an apparent suicide, and what's happening is these theories have come out because so many protocols seem to have been breached. Uh, he was taken off suicide watch, which is uncustomary. He was supposed to have been checked on every three hours. That didn't happen. He was, I mean, not even when he was I'm on sorry. suicide I'm watch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. He was supposed to have been checked on every 30 minutes, but he was not checked on for hours. Mm-hmm. And apparently the guards maybe were roofied. I don't know. They fell asleep. <laughs> What a strange coincidence. Well, they, 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 they worked long hours. I mean, and, they were and, there, and there are no cameras. Right. There are no cameras. So how in the world is all of these things happen to be uh, coincided at the same time and this guy ends up dead? Now, for some people think the Clintons are involved and they think the Clintons killed a bunch of people. Some people believe that there's some conspiracy. I'll say this. The women are still talking. The witnesses are still talking. This saves Jeffrey Epstein from criminal prosecution because he's dead. However, these women are still talking. They're still dropping names. They've dropped names of some very powerful people, including former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, former Maine Senator George Mitchell, and Prince Andrew. Who knows who else is coming out? So they're still there. But what, but one person that they've exonerated. Well, he's not exonerated. They just can't charge him criminally because he's dead. Well, well, what I'm saying is that one person that they pretty much said that was not involved with that is... Well, Trump. Correct. Yeah, and Trump wasn't even... Uh, and this is, this is why I talk about the media. This would not be a big story if Trump didn't know the guy from 15 years ago. Their, their, their relationship ended at around 2007. They knew each other years earlier. They fell out once it became public or known to him that he had sexually was involved with a young girl or tried to harass her or something. Trump threw him out of the club. That was around 2007. They have not associated since then. He has never been accused of flying around on the guy's plane, going to places. They just knew each other from many, many years ago. And think how many wealthy people Trump but, knows. But, but, but who has been on that plane several times? Uh, are you trying to say that I was on that plane? I was with Monica. <laughs> <laughs> I was with Hillary. I was with Hillary. And I was with Monica. Well, not at the same time, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> this can't take you anywhere. <laughs> well, Bill Clinton was pretty chummy, chummy with the guy. He's flying on the plane, which which was called by some of the press circles Air F One, and they flew around a bunch of times. The, and the, to his the, island. The witness said that the witness, Miss Jeffrey, I forget her first name. I'll look it up. She says that Trump was never involved with her sexually. None of the girls she knew he was involved with. He was never even around, and he never flirted with her. He, you know, never did. So he had nothing to do with this. But the fact that he knew this guy so many years ago, right. his name comes up. So you're going to hear more names come out, but I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, I think, personally me. There are going to be some civil, there's going to be some civil settlements. Somebody's privately going to, if they haven't already, they're going to contact her lawyers or the lawyers of, the, of these women, and they're going to start writing checks. So once they write these checks, these criminal cases are going to go away, right. which, which is what happened in the Michael Jackson case years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a criminal case against him. He got his lawyers together. They paid a bunch of money to the victims, and the criminal case went away. That's what's going to happen here. And I think uh, nobody's going to end up going to be, they're not going to be exposed. Nobody's going to jail and all this other big scandal. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Checks, 
you know, what's this, what's that saying? Cash rules everything around me. Cream, Cream get, get, the, get money. the money, dollar dollar bill. And that's it. That's what's gonna happen. Okay. And um, well, money answers all things, doesn't it? Um, yeah, and that's this. Yeah, I believe because Bill Richardson, who is a very prominent Democrat, very close to the Clintons, which makes sense that him and Bill Clinton were both in these same circles. It makes sense. He, if he's been very silent since his name is dropped, no press conferences, no interviews. <laughs> right. Right. His lawyers are working on it though. Yeah. She's, she's going to get some checks written and they're going to go away because these women are in their thirties now. Um, Epstein is, is dead. He can't be thrown in jail, and they're going to take the money and, and go in. So, what do you think about these conspiracy theories? I mean, I I just think. I, I mean, because there because there are some people on the right mm-hmm. that that have just basically just run with it. Yeah, we have nuts on the right too. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name. Deshesh. Dinesh D'Souza? D'Souza is, is, is one. I mean, he's come out uh, talking about the Clinton, the Clintons and, and the conspiracy, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, he's very vocal about that as well. I don't think it makes sense at all. And I'll say this. The girls know who they had sex with, right? Epstein isn't the only one that knows the truth. These girls know. Right. Because they were having sex with people. Right. They know who they saw. Now, let's just say you want to get elaborate. You can say, well, they, they're going to kill Epstein and buy off the witnesses. Well, we'll see. But their names have not come out yet. And these, this case has been going on for a while. And Bill Clinton's name has not been mentioned as having sex with any of these girls. And they've been around. They've been throwing out names. Mm-hmm. They just haven't thrown out his name. Now, who's to say they haven't paid him already? Who knows? I don't know. Right. But I don't think the Clintons had the guy killed. I just, I'm just not going to say that. I think that's a little kooky. Uh, and I know that there's this long body count that the Clintons allegedly have had. I don't get into that you know, kind of stuff. People have, have committed suicide by shooting themselves <laughs> with a rifle, right? Yeah, yeah. People got a sudden case of death. <laughs> right. But I just, I'll just say this. We'll find out, possibly, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Epstein is a diabolical dude. He's got a lot of money. That if he didn't pay and arrange his own death, because this is not something that has not happened before, where someone had arranged their own death with their money. That's an interesting conspiracy. Well, I'm, 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 it's not a conspiracy. It's just something I think right. is a theory, not a conspiracy. It's a theory that it's plausible. Anyway, we'll be back on the other side of the Todd Allen Show. Thank you for doing my job. Appreciate it. Anytime. The Todd Allen Show. What's going on, everyone? It's your man's Aaron Malik here. Feel free to go and stream my new single, Cool, Calm, and Collected, featuring my lovely label mate, Brittany Franklin. Watch as I saddle up in a Tesla when I used to walk everywhere. Look where I ended up. My mind is rich and my legs are super tough. Comfy in my own skin. And I don't stress as much. Dad, I hope you're still looking down seeing me grow up. I'm taking my time and doing it right for once. You can get it on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, and all other major platforms. The Todd Allen Show. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to The Todd Allen Show. So, uh, Beyonce's husband is in the news, Khalid. Yes. <laughs> and so, so, so. some people are not happy. Um, <laughs> so, Jay-Z has a deal some uh partnership where he is involved in the nfl and some social justice issues and certain people are not happy so um jay-z 
and Roger Goodell had this meeting, which kind of went, uh, you know, got went public yesterday, and it, it's it's called. This is a story from um, the undefeated. It's called Jay Z goes to the NFL, but who's getting paid and what justice is being amplified? So just to give you a synopsis. Uh, Welcome to this month in 2019 when Jay-Z looked more like a billionaire than ever. His company, Rock Nation, signed a deal with the NFL to produce entertainment for events, including Super Bowl halftime, uh, ensuring diverse acts for the show. He turned it down last year. So he, so he's managing the acts that will be performing. For yeah, the... pretty much Rock Nation, yeah. Right. This is an entertainment deal, one that might get more progressive acts to feel better about performing at NFL events. But Rock Nation will amplify the the league's inspire change initiative which could be roundly described as a social as social justice stuff quote unquote social justice stuff yeah he has also supported colin kaepernick who as you may have heard still doesn't have a job turned on an opportunity to perform at halftime the super bowl and bragged about his defiance at the league on apes which is, i guess that's one of his songs um august also saw miami dolphins owner Stephen Ross, the man behind the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality, RISE, an organization dedicated to fighting racial discrimination in sports, holding a fundraiser for President Donald Trump at a moment when the White House and white supremacy were inextricably linked. Stunning reporting. So, <laughs> this, hey, the, the that, BR, that's BRT, it. bias report. So, to put this in context, um, people don't like this, meaning some of his Jay-Z supporters. Uh, they think that he sold out yes. Callan Kaepernick. Yes, they think he sold out Callan Kaepernick because Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. Um, <laughs> there's a former NFL player uh, by the name of Ed Reed, mm -hmm. and he slammed uh, Jay-Z. Wasn't Ed Reed just indicted, uh, in, inducted into the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This is the wrong Reed. This okay. is Eric Reed. Eric, okay. Eric Reed. Okay. Of the Carolina Panthers. My okay. bad. Eric Reed of the Carolina Panthers, who was the first player to join Kaepernick in kneeling during the national anthem, also posted a tweet Wednesday night in response to the deal and Jay-Z's remarks on Kaepernick. Reed also had been a vocal critic of the Players Coalition called the Rock Nation Deal Players Coalition 2.0 in a tweet following up with an explanation of his criticism. He basically says, um, uh, that he thinks that he sold out Cap's career. That's what he thinks. He sold out his career. Yeah. But he's still playing. Yeah, he's still playing. But Cap's not. Yeah. So he thought that by everybody kneeling in, in protest that, that Cap was going to get a job. Yeah. And now that Jay-Z's <laughs> going on to do his deal, and other people are criticizing this too, uh, there's, you know, um, this article from The Atlanta said Jay-Z helped to banish Colin. Uh, wow. Helped to banish Colin Kaepernick. Colin, yeah. he was banished before. The former quarterback caused a problem for the league, which turned into the celebrated rapper for assistance. Now, I know that he can't go in there negotiating saying, hey, give Cap a job, because I don't think they will care. Uh, they won't do that. Well, I mean, even before. I mean, Kaepernick had been a, a, a divisive element in, in the clubhouse. Okay, so I guess, see, Darvio's probably going to yell, yell at me about this, because the, I said the song Apes. It actually was ape-ish. Ape-ish. So, so you have to play it in the background? Is that what well, you're doing? Uh, no, that's time? not me. That's not me. That's, no, that's not, no, that's not no, your no, phone? No, no, no. That, so, of course that's your phone. It's not my phone. Well, whose phone is it? It's not my phone. Oh, it's the producer's yeah. mom's phone. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. Yes. I apologize. Oh, and, 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 you know, since we're talking about, you know, selling out and, and, and owing people money, I, I want to publicly say that I was incorrect when I made that dollar bet with you mm-hmm. regarding a, a particular movie that I thought was going to go platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, not platinum, but... Uh, you thought it was going to be a mega hit. A mega hit. And it didn't even go, you know, wood. Yeah. Um, so I owe you a dollar. Okay. And so I'll, I'm... I'm you know, I, I will pay my debt. Oh, now too. I can, you know, get that Christmas present for mom. Um, <laughs> Man, you're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to the article. Tell um, her she's welcome. Ape-ish, you know, is the song that he made. You can know what that means. He rapped his, the ly- this lyric. Once I said no to the Super Bowl, you need me. I don't need you. Every night we in the end zone. Tell the NFL... We in the stadiums, too. Well, now he's in business with the league, as this article says. Because, see, all that social justice stuff goes out. When these guys get the corporate bug, like like Kaepernick, signed a deal with Nike. Yeah, got paid. Got paid. Because at the end of the day, these guys want to be businessmen, and that quells all that social justice nonsense they have. They want to make deals. Uh, even Ali, who I adore like many people, many millions of people, he wasn't the Ali of the 1960s when he was in exile and wasn't making any money as he was in 2001 when he refused to comment on anything related to 9-11 because he, quote, didn't want to mess up his business deals. He said that on an interview on NBC. Mm-hmm. He kind of went, I don't want to mess up my business deals, and he kind of shushed himself. Right. Well, they want to go back to the Ali of the 60s. Yeah, he was a young 22, 23, 24-year-old young radical. Of course, at the time, a lot of black men were trying to make change. And he was broke. He wasn't signing corporate deals and all this stuff. He had right. to go speak for money and, and act in plays and stuff. Right. These guys now are limousine liberals. They got mansions, man. <laughs> limousine liberals. Yeah. That's pretty good. They got mansions and private jets. Right. And you want them to act like John Carlos and Tommy Smith from 68. That ain't happening. Right. These dudes are wealthy beyond imagination. They live better than real kings did 100 years ago. Well, they live, be- they live better than the people who buy the tickets to go watch them play. That's what you I'm know? saying. I mean, and it's... Uh, it, it, but 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 they're the ones that want to talk about social justice. But how can you you know how can you talk about justice when you're as you said you're a limousine liberal, uh, and many of the people many of the politicians who are running for president limousine now, liberals. Now his girlfriend Kaepernick's girlfriend Nessa Diab wrote on Twitter that Kaepernick didn't speak with Jay Z before he brokered his deal with the NFL. Was he supposed to? Well, it, this is what in her mind I guess Jay Z said yesterday that he spoke to Kaepernick on Monday, but he wouldn't divulge how their conversation went. Of course not. A source close to Kaepernick speaking on the condition of anonymity because of the sensitivity of the topic told me it was not a good conversation. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I mean, because Kaepernick was trying to figure out how he can get paid in this whole deal. Well, he I probably... Mean, I mean, the whole thing, I mean, with the Nike deal, I mean, his, his whole protest, all, uh, however, he was doing the protest while he had a job. Right? Yes. And so when he no longer had a job... <laughs> He needed to have some sort of income. Well, no, well, not not really. Well, it's figuratively. He, he so then, so then he, so then he made the deal with Nike. What, what this is the point that I was making. Kaepernick Ali was broke when he did what he did. He didn't have any money. Correct. Right. Right. And in fact, Joe Frazier helped him out in, yeah, in many, yeah. many instances. Yeah, he didn't have any money, so he made a real sacrifice at the height of his career, at least in his prime. Right. Not at the height, but at the in his prime, he three and a half years was was out of the ring. Right, and that's that's a that's a lifetime. That's in a boxing. lifetime in boxing, yeah. And Kaepernick had already banked sixty million dollars. Right. So it's easy to 
to do what you do when you got 60 mil already banked. And he also turned down a contract. Yes, he, he did. Yeah. And he turned on a couple, I think, of deals, a couple of deals. So what I'm saying is that it's not a sacrifice for a guy who doesn't bank 60 million already to, to act like an activist. Dude, you go home to your mansion and your ranch and your vacation home in Bermuda. Right. It's very easy. Bob Hope said it years ago about how much uh, Leonard and Hagel was getting paid. He said, when one guy got to, what, 10 million? He said, it's easy to do road work when you own the road. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it, it, I, I knew it was a good conversation because the article was telling me, well, well he didn't divulge how it went. Well, it, that tells you. Right. See, this is why I don't take these people seriously. I do not. Because they're all mega well, the, wealthy, mega privileged, but they want to act as though they're like you and I. Well, yeah. I mean, he was down there with Occupy, uh, Occupy Wall Street talking about, you know, he's the 99%, right? No, well, that was, that was Russell Simmons. Ah, right, right, right. right. So. And Russell Simmons, <laughs> just because you wear sweatsuits, dude, you got $100 million in the bank. Right. You, you are the 1%. Yeah, you are the 1%. <laughs> <laughs> there they go over there. <laughs> right? and, and, and this is what people don't need to know. Some of the most radical Marxist, communist, and terrorists in the world come from wealthy backgrounds. The millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, millionaires and billionaires. Uh, che Guevara's family, were, he was a doctor. Right. Ayman al-Zawahiri, the number two of uh, uh, bin Laden, was also a physician. And Osama bin Laden inherited millions and billions from his father who was killed in a plane crash. Mm. Right? And, and the wealthiest people in China in the Communist par- are in the Communist oh, Party. Yeah. You know, so I don't, don't, and these people here, these social activists, now Jay-Z's turning this into a business deal. But he said he didn't need the NFL, right? In his rap, right? Right. Well, I guess didn't so. need him. Okay. So is he doing it for free? No. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's turning, he's Rock Nation is his management company. He's going to be producing acts for the NFL. The, for the Super, for part, the Super Bowl. Yeah. And probably other, other stuff. Yeah. And so in, in, in one regard, I mean, the NFL basically is just basically taking something off of their table in terms of having to find the acts. And they basically outsource the whole thing to I, another company. Absolutely. You know. But what's up with so Cap? It's a, so, so it's a tax deduction what, for them because it's a business expense now. What about Cap? So the league gets richer. But what about Cap? What man? about Cap? Cap got paid. Cap, Nike, Nike took care of him. Cap needs a job, man. Need a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Angela Davis Afro. I think it's funny though how the how they turn on each other. You see what I'm saying? You got you got Eric Reed mad. You got Cap mad. You know that's because you know it's all about money, right? Well, what we, what we said in the last segment: cream, cash rules, everything around me. Well, here's I think I thought it was about social justice. Well, and no justice. You know, you got to have ends to have justice. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Right. What is the difference between justice and social justice? Dollar signs? I don't know. What? It's just, well, just justice. I'm, I have yeah. the same argument with people yeah. all the time. You know, social justice. They have to add yeah. a word to it. Right. Now there's environmental it's not cold. justice. It's not cold. It's cold, cold. Yeah. There's environmental <laughs> justice. Right. Next, we got food justice. Right. Right? You've, well. Yeah. We got food, food justice, social justice. Uh, we got all kind of different justices so, going. I'm gonna wear my. Free, we got David Justice. I'm gonna I'm free. I'm gonna get wear my free <laughs> Colin Kaepernick shoot no, shirt next week. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Todd Allen Show. The Todd Allen Show. 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 What's going on, everyone? It's your man's Aaron Malik here. 
feel free to go and stream my new single, Cool, Calm, and Collected, featuring my lovely label mate, Brittany Franklin. Watch as I saddle up in a Tesla when I used to walk everywhere. Look where I ended up. My mind is rich and my legs are super tough. Comfy in my own skin. And I don't stress as much. Dad, I hope he's still looking down, seeing me grow up. I'm taking my time and doing it right for once. Now you see I'm cool, calm, collected. Works you can get it on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, and all other major platforms. The Todd Allen Show. Folks, we really appreciate you all turning into the tuning into the Todd Allen Show and listening to us on here on AM 1420, The Answer. You can also listen to us on FM 102.5, and you can hear us uh, again. If you enjoyed this show, you can listen to us again on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio.com in the podcast for The Todd Allen Show. We've come to a part of the show which we really appreciate and we really like, and we have a lot of fun with this. In fact, this is also on uh, the iHeartRadio network as well. You big dummy. I'll spell it for you. D-U-M-M-Y, period. Stupid. The reason that bad things happen to you is because you're a dumbass. (laughs) You big dummy. All right, so uh, this is from Missouri. And this is from People Magazine. So people should be very careful how they text because you don't know where your text is going to. And you should also not offer too many details right. uh, in a text. I don't even curse in my text. I, I use symbols. <laughs> I do. Because I'm afraid of my, my mom might get it or something. Right, right. <laughs> I don't uh, even curse in my text. I never do. Or my messages. So, <laughs> so the, a Missouri police officer was, you know, getting his messages uh or getting a wrong text from someone mm-hmm. con- trying to convince him that he was a girl that you know he had been out with before ah, okay. right so he goes the cop text back says well you know he, d- he, d- he didn't tell him he was a cop but he said look this is i don't think this, i'm the right person and the person proceeds to <laughs> mention that oh yes we got high together <laughs> to, okay. to the cop <laughs> to try to, to try to convince the cop that hey let's go out Friday. You remember last time? You know we 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 got together. We got high together. Okay. And so the cop sends back and <laughs> says he sends back his badge <laughs> uh-huh. and a picture of his badge saying, um, "I don't think that was me last time, but you sure you want to go do this?" <laughs> <laughs> right. And this dummy didn't realize, oh, wow, wait a minute. <laughs> if the person tells you it's not me, it's the wrong number, mm-hmm. you don't come back and say, oh, yeah, remember that time yeah, we, we, got, we high. got high? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and this moron disappeared, didn't respond. Okay. It, after the badge. Yeah, after the okay. badge. Of course they did. It's like, oh, dope. You right. Know? So the cops started to have some fun with them. They <laughs> started to come back and say, hey, what happened to us going to hang out? <laughs> uh, you sure you want to go hang out? And the first time at this time, it's, it's probably spooked, you know, that they got a cop and they mentioned drugs. Uh, but the cop was like, yeah, pretty sure we didn't get high together. Mm. But uh, he basically smiled and, and it was a joke, you know, to him. But this person was probably terrified, thinking that they're probably going to come and get you. <laughs> yeah, we got high together. 
Right. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. <laughs> but anyway, this cop is pretty good natured. He's funny. He's laughing about it. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's not going to go arrest a person, but uh, just be careful who you text. This is from Win- this is from Winfield Police Department in Missouri, and this person's name is they didn't mention the person's name. Right. Right. But they know who they are, and. They're the dummy for the week. <laughs> have, have you ever uh, have you ever text someone and, and you thought that it was a person that you were texting, but it was it was incorrect all the time, all the time. Well, actually, it happens once every couple of weeks, but it's usually something in like innocent. You know? So is it a complete stranger or someone? Oh in no, not I've never texted a stranger. Well, I've texted a stranger before, but it was an old phone number, right? Okay, that it was right. in my phone and the number changed. Right, something like that. Okay, but it, but I don't text anything embarrassing or anything like that where I think you know, oh my God, it's embarrassing. But I I text wrong numbers to where I'm like, oh okay, sorry, this person changed their number, right? Something like that. But it's never anything that I'm ashamed of. Well, I mean that's yeah. good. I mean, and I you, I don't curse. That's for sure on my text because right. I don't want any of the wrong person to get it. Right, and you don't talk about you know personal things. Yes, you know. yes. Yeah. I think people are, I don't send anything yeah. like that in ever. Yeah, because once I, once it's out there, it's, it's, it's out there. I mean, even even um, even to the point where if there's uh, some things which may be deemed as controversial, you know, uh, I know that you're you're a little bit different than on social media, on, on Facebook, where if something's controversial, you kind of meet it head on. I'll post something which seems controversial, but then I'll just ask the question, your thoughts. You know, what do you think about this, right? Yeah. And trying to get a and, – and there's been instances where I would put something on there, and i just say, okay, your thoughts. And then uh, other people would come in and uh, be very uh, aggressive in their in their speech. And then I noticed that you come in and kind of – kind of clean things up for him. <laughs> I yeah. appreciate it, yeah. But um yeah, I've never I've never texted uh someone that I've never texted someone that uh was the wrong number. Um you know it's one thing to text somebody with the wrong number, but then when you put something in there it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I, I, yeah don't yeah. do that. Yeah. You don't mention drugs and crimes no, and stuff like yeah. that. No. I but mean, you, you remember we did this story about the uh the love gov? Yeah. The love gov, he was sending uh, sweet nothings to his girlfriend, but his wife got the text. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Remember that. Yeah, yeah, he had to resign behind that. Yeah. He was the governor Oops. of Alabama. We called Oops. him the love I'm sorry, gov. it was the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, called him, we called him the love bug. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, people are just not careful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Texting explicit things or just things that they shouldn't yeah. text. I mean, it goes to show that it used to be that if you wanted to talk to someone, you would call them as opposed to text, right? And I think we've talked about this before with um, with our producer that he's very uh, he's highly likely to text, but he's very unlikely to be able to talk to on the telephone. <laughs> so yeah. you know, and 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 I realize that you know a lot of times people think, well, I'm too busy to talk on the phone, but I'm not too busy to communicate with my thumbs, right? So that one way that you can always vet that you're talking to the right person or texting the right person is through voice recognition, <laughs> you know? I mean, I would rather do that than, than, than text. Well, you know, a lot of the people that my sister, she worked at Verizon for many years, and a lot of people um, would tell them that they were coming to get a phone and they wanted to get better at texting because that's the only way they could communicate with their grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. That's, they said that's, they don't call 
So in order to communicate with their grandkids, they gotta learn how to text. Yeah, and, and my my VCR my VCR still blinks twelve. <laughs> 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 oh, your R V C R V C R, not R V C R, right? In the, well, on the internets, <laughs> <laughs> the internets, or Al Gore, right? Right. So, um, uh, go ahead. So, and, and and sometimes when you do these dummy stories, there's sometimes a real dummy. Like you, you've heard of these uh, these uh, carpool lanes, right? I just the story came out uh, just a, a few weeks ago. This guy got arrested driving in the carpool lane, and you know you're supposed to have a certain number of passengers. Whatever. He had a dummy in the back seat, right? A real dummy, right? Yeah, a real dummy. <laughs> right. And they arrested both of the dummies. <laughs> right. Don't you think they know this trick? <laughs> Right. When I was in uh, California, when I lived in California, we'd see that all the time in the express lane. That you'd see someone that have that is supposed to be a carpool, so they have not just one one dummy in the in the uh, passenger seat, but they have two dummies in the back. <laughs> so, so, so we got four people in here. <laughs> where, where do you get a dummy? Do you I, make I, one? I, I, I don't know. Do you make your dummy at home? I mean, do you get like? <laughs> well, <laughs> or do you steal a mannequin? I mean, what do you? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. There was there was somebody that was living in my um, my apartment complex that uh, they actually had a a dummy in the car, but it looked like uh, Freddy Krueger. Oh my god! And so in in the passenger seat. So you know, needless to say, when you're walking by that at night and you see something, it's kind it's kind of you know startling. You know? I, is it really worth it? And it's a fine, five hundred dollars for some sometimes in these cases. Really? Yeah, for having a, for having a getting caught with a dummy. I mean, five hundred dollars fine. Wow! At least in California. Well, I mean, they're hurting for money anyway, right? <laughs> but it's like, I mean, your tax dollars is it work. really worth it? You know, I'm gonna go through all this trouble of making a dummy to stick in my car, and if I get caught, well, I mean, it's just the artistic part of you know the nature of you know, the creative part of of being in California. You know, I am just don't understand it. <laughs> Because of the things that people go through to get around rules, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and of course, well, rules are for everybody else. They're not for exactly. Us. You know. And you know, a cop knows all the tricks. Well, you know, well, and you would hope. I mean, they're they officers of the law. They would know the loopholes, right? Well, they they know things people do. It's like okay, you know, when you're looking at somebody's back seat, what a real person looks like or a dummy looks like. You see this funny looking thing in the back seat. Oh, I'm I'm fooled. You know. <laughs> I thought that was your wife, sir. I'm just not doing it. And then when you get caught, that's you have to go to court, and they have to read the charges against you. Right. And I wonder what is the charge. Uh, yeah. Well, I that's, mean, that's... They, they don't mention the dummy in your charges. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, well, you're, you're, you're driving <laughs> in the express lane, and you don't have the authorized number of persons. Yes. With... <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, having an illegal dummy or right, something like right. that. Right, right. But I mean, when you think about it, I mean, they'll spend the time to pull that over. I mean, given given all the stuff, all the other crimes that they could be be uh, stopping or, or yeah. but you're going to pull that over, man. So, <laughs> you know, I just is that like like Lindale here in Cleveland. Oh, right? <laughs> well, that's, they got rid of that speed trap in Lindale. Oh, oh, oh did they? They just used cameras. It took so many years, but they got rid no, of do it. They? they had too many court challenges to it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. For those that don't know, Lindell was this one-bedroom community that... It's one city block they long. Had, they had one cop, <laughs> and his only job was to catch speeders coming through that one-mile stretch of highway. Right. 
And they made a ton of money doing yes, it. Yes, they did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Any uh, any final words? Good show today. Yeah, good show. Good show. Um, I went to the Browns game last week, so I'm looking forward to the Browns, uh, you know, season this year. Pre-season game, right? Well, it's, I'm just, it gives you a you went to watch, You went to go watch a practice. Well, yeah. You want to see who's who, get to know who some of the players are. And, 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 many, and many of those players who were playing in that game won't be there at the beginning no, of the season. But every year there's some breakout stars and, Right. So how much, did it like cost you? how much did it cost you to go there? It was free. Oh, well, that's even better. Yeah. I can't can't complain about that, right? So that's it? Yeah. Just you went to the Browns game? Well, I'm just looking forward to the Browns season. Yeah. So, folks, that's it for us here at the Todd Allen Show. Thanks for listening, and we look forward for you to be back with us next time. Remember, we are what we continually do. Excellence, then, is not an act but a habit. Until next time, you're listening to the Todd Allen Show. FCB Radio Network, first class broadcasting worldwide.